Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dodge Current Events. And so today, I want to get started with talking about um, Governor McMaster letting restaurants have full capacity. Now, my problem with this is we are just getting our COVID numbers down. Because before, they were like a 1,000 a day. Now, we kind of see, you know, two to maybe 600 a day, I guess, just depending on the day. And so the precautions that we were taking before, you know, as a social distancing is helping bring the numbers down, especially in restaurants. Because, you know, like if you go to a restaurant and you sit in like a booth, you're kind of close. You're like right there next to somebody, like back to back. So for him to, you know, say that restaurants can have full capacity now, I have a problem with that because just like with the school issue, that's going to spike these cases right back up. I just don't understand what's, why is it such a rush to, you know, open everything back up to, you know, full capacity now. Like, I don't understand. Now... More and more people are going to be going out to eat now because, you know, it's not limited seating. You don't have to wait too long. And that's going to be, especially restaurants that are not outside, it's going to be kind of closed in. So people are going to be right up on each other. And that's that's not social distancing. And that's going to just spike these cases right back up. Just like we're in the schools. Um, Yeah, you still have to wear your mask. But if you're not, like, social distancing, and you're in like a closed room, those germs can get spread easily, especially around food. I don't like people playing around my food. And but us being that close, if I see somebody coughing, I ain't gonna even want to eat no more. So I have a serious problem with him opening back up these restaurants. I can see if, like, the restaurants were, you know, like, the ones that are out on the beach, like, they have, like, the patio where it's kind of open. And just, like, Chili's. Like, Chili's have the inside, and they also have the outside area that's kind of net in. You know, I don't mind stuff like that, but, like, restaurants, kind of especially downtown, like, T-Bones. I was there a couple weeks ago, and... It's like every other table. You can have somebody at every other table. And the tables are kind of close. So now being that it don't have to be every other table again, I'm going to basically be on somebody's back while I'm eating. That's not social distancing. And I feel like the only reason why they're in such a rush to, you know, make things full capacity again is because... They want the money. So basically what I'm getting from this is they care about making money before they care about the citizens' health. And that's kind of with everything because remember when COVID first came along and they shut the whole city down, you know, for like two weeks and then they opened it right back up. So I'm trying to figure out what was the point of them shutting it down in the first place. Like, I'm just not understanding. And, like, 
it's not like we're at like 50 cases a day. We still, two, two to 600 is still a lot. It's not a thousand, but that's still a lot. I can see if we had like, you know, 50, 40, 30 cases a day. Shit, not even that. I just feel like people in positions like that are just trying to hurry up and open, you know, everything fully just so our economy can still be good, which we still need to have our economy good. But I feel like being that we wasn't at full capacity, people was people were still waiting hours to eat at a restaurant. But whew, I'm just going to get ready to be seeing these cases go back up because more and more people are going to be comfortable going out now because they don't have to wait for such a long time. But um, the next topic I want to talk about is the president, the presidential debate that happened last week. So if you watched it, it was kind of frustrating. And I watched, I didn't watch the whole debate. I was, you know, seeing what people thought about it. I didn't watch the beginning. I watched more of the end. I wanted to see what people thought. I was on Facebook, you know, I was reading news articles and stuff like that to see, like, what people thought of it so far before I watched it. I just wanted to get their opinions before I turned it on. And I maybe watched maybe, like, so the debate was probably, like, an hour and a half. And I probably watched the last 30 minutes. And I had the biggest headache because we all know Trump is an asshole. And the stuff that he was saying to Biden was just uncalled for, especially if you're the president. And honestly, when he was talking about how his son got kicked out the military and was on drugs and all kind of stuff, why does that matter? What does that have to do with you? If you really want to say, what does that have to do with this debate or me running to be president? Why does that matter? Don't bring my kids up in anything. I didn't say anything about your dumbass son or your weird-ass wife. I didn't say nothing about them. Trump just needs to get it together and, like, People were shocked because Joe Biden was like, well, you shut up, man, shit. I would have been told him to shut up. But, you know, sometimes you have to dress dress it up a little bit. Like, if he lashed out within the first 30 minutes, then everybody would have been like, oh, well, he's crazy or whatever. But Trump is provoking him. Y'all didn't say nothing about him, you know, talking sideways or cutting that man off. If the man said they had two un- interrupted minutes, give that man two minutes to talk. You get your two minutes. And if it was me, I would have been petty. Oh, he cut me off while I talking? He getting cut off while he's talking. And then the funny thing is, he arguing with the moderator. They should have been knew something was wrong. If it was up to me, I would have I would have closed the debate over. Because if Biden can't get a word in, the moderator can't get a word in, well, what's this debate for? That's just crazy to me. And then, like, everybody was basically saying that 
it like they gave us two people to vote for who aren't worthy of being president. But I feel like if you don't like what's going on now, you wouldn't want Trump to be in jail anymore. And then another thing, Joe Biden was already vice president for Barack Obama. So he kind of already know like the things that we need that to be changed and he has Kamala Harris I'm pretty sure she's not gonna let him just do any and everything that he want to do and if she feel like he's gonna do something wrong I believe she'll try to put a stop to it or say something I honestly don't feel that Joe Biden will be a bad president especially because he's been with Obama not just saying because he was black but Obama was the best president we ever had and then Trump get in chair and just fucked everything up. But that debate was a total di- disaster. And, you know, the vice president debate is October 7th. And hopefully this is not going to be how it was last, like with Trump and Biden, because I won't watch it. But I feel like Kamala Harris is going to read Pence whatever his damn name is, to pieces. Like, that's probably the only reason I'm going to watch it is just to see her. Because I could care less for um Trump's vice president. Actually, I don't really care for Trump. But, you know, you have to stay on top of these things like this to know what's going on in the world. Especially because, you know, I'm trying to be a news reporter. And even though I'm voicing my opinion on here, that's what this podcast is for, for me to voice my opinion about the certain stuff that's going on in the world. And I know, like, once I become a news reporter, I can't call Trump a jackass and say this and say that about him, but as of right now, he's a jackass, and he's just going to be that. So make sure y'all tune into the vice president debate that's happening on October 7th just to see, you know, what's going on in those two minds. Speaking of Trump, so I know you all may have heard that he has COVID. And it's crazy because he was the one that downplayed it, basically saying that the Chinese people or the Mexicans or whoever he said brought it over here or you don't have to wear a mask or just spray lights all in your mouth and your nose and all type of dumb shit he was saying before um, this thing started to really get real. He just was like, oh, well, yeah, it's, we're in a pandemic. Like, there's nothing I can do. But now that you got it, oh, the whole world's supposed to stop, you and your wife. I'm glad that I saw that... Um, Joe and Joe Biden tested negative because they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, social distancing, you know, wearing their mask, not fucking acting dumb. They followed the rules, and that's why they're testing negative. Now, you want to be a jackass and not wear a mask and be all up in people's faces and stuff. I know, like, you live in the White House and all, and there's the ass of people that work there, but... If we got to be masked, we got to stay six feet apart, so should you. You ain't no different from us. You're human, too. You can catch it just like we can catch it. And look what happened. You caught it. Now he's at a military hospital or something like that. Him and his wife have mild cases. And fucking Senator Lindsey Gra- Lindsey Graham talking about, 
oh yeah, he's in high spirits and I talked to him on the phone. Who cares? Because when people who died from it wasn't in high spirits, what, what was he saying? Nothing. We got a death toll of 200,000. That didn't mean nothing to him. I feel like they want us to put him on a pedestal just because he's our president, but he didn't, you know, fucking sympathize for the people that were suffering. This shit was real. And now that you got it, you want the whole world to stop. I, I'm not saying I want the man, you know, to like fucking perish from the shit, but I just want this to be like a kind of learned lesson, which obviously I know he's not going to learn anything from getting it, but like just like how you down how you downplayed it, basically saying that, oh well, this virus is not real, basically, and you got it. Now you want people to sympathize with you. I don't like stuff like that. I don't care if you're the president or not. Just we just have to be mindful of how we treat people and the stuff that we say publicly. And he know he's in a high position. People are watching your every move. Everything you put on social media Everything you say when you're having a speech or making an appearance or something, like, people are watching it. And he be going crazy on his Twitter saying, like, stuff that he shouldn't even be saying. And to tell you the truth, I honestly feel like when his brother passed away, it was from COVID. He just didn't want to say that because how he downplayed the virus. I honestly think... That's how his brother passed away. And I think he was in New York. And, you know, New York got hit really, really hard. And along with Trump and his wife, a lot of people who were at that event that they just recently was at, not the debate, but it was another event that I read that they had, um, a lot of people who were there caught the virus. Because Trump, one of well, somebody who worked for him or worked with him, alongside of him, she got it. And then that's when Trump and his wife decided to get tested and they saw that they had it. And then, like, I guess being that they were people were around them and they had it, they decided to get tested, too. And all of them got it. So that's another reason. Yeah, we can be at events and stuff like this, but you still need to social distance and wear your mask. It's, it shouldn't be no exceptions just because he's the president. Shit, I don't want to wear my mask all day at work. I really can't breathe in and stuff like that. But we got to do what we got to do and make this world, you know, start to slowly turn back to normal. But I just wish him the best as he tries to recover from, you know, this corona or whatever. But um, the next topic that I want to talk about, I saw this, Um, I think I got the alert to my phone from Live 5, and it was just so weird to me. So we all know it's October now, Halloween is coming up, and you know, people decorate their houses and stuff to be scary. But I read in Wisconsin, um, somebody had a skeleton decorated noose, and see... When I saw a noose, I instantly got pissed because, you know, that's what that fucking white people used to try to do guys back in the day. And some people may not think about it as, you know, intimidating or whatever, but that's insulting to me. 
very insulting. And like, so what? Okay, so at a house, they had a skeleton decorated noose hanging from, I want to say, either in front of the house or on a tree in the yard. And neighbors were calling, I guess, into the news station or maybe like the, I don't want to say police department, maybe it was the news station, um, making complaints about it because why would you have, I understand it's Halloween, it's supposed to be scary, but you could have hanged that shit from a stick or something. You would have had to have no damn noose now. And the person who probably put that up is probably a fucking Trump supporter or a damn redneck or a racist. So they were getting complaints about the person having that up. So eventually they reached out to them to get them to take it down. And the person who took it down claimed that he didn't live there. But when the news station from, I guess, um, it was in Flitchburg. The news station in Flitchburg uh, reached out to the homeowners, um, asking them about, like, you know, why they put it up or whatever. After introducing who they were, the person hung up. So I don't know if they're embarrassed or if they're mad because people don't want them to have it up. But honestly, you shouldn't have had that up in the first place. That's just crazy. I feel like if you have something like, like that up, you're symbolizing fucking killing black people during slavery. Or back in the, the 50s, 60s, when that shit was popular. That's not okay with me at all. That's just like, if, like, if the roles were reversed, and black people hung white people, and, or every black person in the neighborhood put a noose up in their fucking y'all for fucking Halloween, they would be very upset. Hell, well, why, why we can't be upset? I just feel like they think that just because they're white, they are privileged and they can do whatever they want. But I'm glad that some of the neighbors, you know, called and complained about it because that's very disturbing. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know, Charles State could get crazy, but I feel like if, Somebody was to do that here, a black person would have probably gone in the yard to take that shit down without permission. I probably would have get in trouble for going on their property, but we wasn't gonna go for that. I'm not saying that's, you know, okay just to go in somebody's yard and destroy their property, but it's not okay to, you know, have something like that up in your yard either. I also feel like people like that teach their kids to grow up, you know, doing shit like that, and that's why little kids be racist as well. I just pray that my nieces or nephew never come and encounter with a racist kid, because I'll beat the hell out that kid. I ain't lying. It's just not okay. I just don't understand what's the problem with white people not accepting black people as their equal. I'm not saying that the person who had the noose up is racist, but that's just a form of fucking being racist to me. Fucking having a noose up in your yard. Yeah, you may think it's funny, but to most people it's not. And like I said, I'm glad that the neighbors called and complained, but I just wish that when the news station reached out to them, they didn't hang out. They explained themselves because they could have just been, you know, very harmless, but 
we'll never know. Because they hung up the phone. They probably wasn't, you know, they probably was coward, coward and didn't want to face the truth. But on my next note, um, just like Trump, we have to be aware of the people that we put in positions that are very powerful. Like, I'm pretty sure if we, well, I'm pretty sure people knew Trump before he became president. And they knew he was a jackass. But, you know, he had his little fan base of supporters and shit like that. And I guess that's how he became so, you know, popular. And a lot of people are Republicans. And, you know, people vote based on their party. They just don't vote, you know, oh, well, he said this and he said that. And he does this and he does that. So I'm a vote. I'm a Republican, but I'm a vote. I'm a vote democratically. They don't do stuff like that. If they, oh, I'm Democratic, so I'm a vote Democratic. I usually agree mostly on a Democratic party because I'm a Democratic, and that's why I vote, you know, Democratic. But if a Republican, you know, has some views that I feel like are very strong and I believe in, and I'm not so sure about the Democratic party, I will vote Republican. They just may not be like Trump. Anyways, so the Dorchester District 4 school superintendent is under investigation for allegedly um, threatening the school board's chairman. So you are a whole superintendent. You don't need to be threatening nobody. You know you're going to make the news. So basically, I'm, and the story is still kind of shaky to me because it doesn't make any sense. They had, okay, the two people had, you know, words, like they exchanged words. I'm not sure what the case was, but one called one a liar. Like, I think the superintendent called the chairman a liar and got upset because, you know, he didn't respond to text messages or calls or whatever and began, you know, like sending threatening messages probably saying he was going to beat his ass or something like that. Like, the story is still kind of weird to me. Um, I think somebody leaked some information to the public that wasn't supposed to be leaked. Okay, well, the superintendent accused the chairman of leaking information to the public that wasn't supposed to be leaked. And, um, when he tried to, you know, approach him about the situation, um, I guess the chairman told him it wasn't him. So the superintendent got upset and, you know, started saying he was a liar and stuff like that, and text messages or whatever. Um, and if you don't know, the chairman name is Kenneth Jenkins, and the superintendent name is Dr. Kevin Wims. Um, so they're both, oh, I want to say black men. And that's crazy. You in a high position and you acting like this? Black people don't get in positions like that too often. So when you do, you need to be on your P's and Q's, best behavior ever. Now you got made the news for something so senseless. If the man said he didn't do it, that, do you have the proof that he did? Like, we just really need to, like, you know, research. I strongly suggest that we start researching, you know, people who we are, we want to vote, you know, in positions like 
fucking superintendent. Because if you acting like that and you over schools, you just showing the people that you're over, like the students that you're over, that it's okay to, you know, act like that or threaten people just because you, you think they did something or you know they did something and they're telling you they did So now this man that I report you for threatening him, now you not on the news making a fool of yourself. Now when they reached out to you to, you know, comment about it, you want to decline. And then your spokesman for the Department of Education also declined to co- to comment on what happened because you were ashamed. You feel dumb. We can't be acting crazy like this. We have to get ourselves together as a black race as a whole. I'm not saying it's okay, but this is why the white people think of us the way that they do. Because dumb shit like this. We can't be acting like that. We got to get it together. Well, my last topic today is about another person in high position doing dumb shit that made the news. So, um, a video of the city of Charleston councilman, um, was released, um, because he was charged with having a DUI. Um, so the councilman name is Carl Brady. So I guess what happened in this situation was um, I read an article on Live 5 that um, he rear-ended another vehicle at the cookout drive through where it's actually. So you know, I've been drinking. You're driving while you're drunk. You go to get something to eat and run into somebody's car. I'm not saying it's not okay to drink. Like, people sometimes need to have a little drink after work or, you know, on the weekends, want to party, special events and stuff like that. But if you know that you're going to be drinking and you know that you are not able to drive, get an Uber or have a designated driver. I don't understand how people could get behind the wheel like that. It's very scary. I'm a very cautious, cautious driver just because of that. People... Takes in the driving, not paying attention, speeding, driving drunk, and you a fucking councilman. And I think they say he was the councilman of West Ashley. Like, yeah, the outer outer West Ashley and Johns Island. So he's a council member of District 5. So he's just embarrassing himself and also the district, District 5. And he just looks dumb. The video um, of him, how they knew he was drunk, was they was doing a little walk test, like walking a straight line or whatever. This nigga couldn't even, like, he couldn't even walk in a straight line. So now he's booked at Al Cannon. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't state. If he's been released, because this incident happened on well Friday night, well a little after you know midnight around twelve thirty, um 
So I'm not sure if he's already made bail or if he had a bail set. It doesn't really say in the article. But for you and you, councilman, I would let his ass sit. Just for being dumb. And if I was a driver, I was going to sue his ass too. But anyways, um, those are all the topics that I have to talk about today. Um, I just want to reiterate what I'm kind of reiterating after every podcast up until election comes. I think voters registration is going to be closing soon. So I'm encouraging all my black people to go register to vote. I don't care if you're 40 and this is your first time voting. Your vote matters. And especially in this election, because we really have to get Trump out. Just hurry up, go out, register to vote, and go out and vote. Elections are November 3rd. So just go out, make sure you vote. Do your research before you do, because I'm not going to tell you to vote for who I already know I'm voting for. You know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has my vote hands down, but... It's just the fact that your vote matters. It doesn't matter if you vote for Trump. It doesn't matter if you vote for Biden. Just like with the senators, it doesn't matter if you vote for Lindsey Graham or if you vote for Jamie Harrison. Just as long as you vote and have your voice heard, you know your opinion counted. Because like I said, some people, you know, don't vote at all and have so much to say about who is in chair and what they're doing. If you go out and vote, you will know that your vote counted. So, like I said, registration, if it's not already closed, it's closing soon. So, just make sure you go out, register to vote, and go out on election day and have your voice heard. All right, I'll catch y'all next week with another episode.